It's the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors in game one of the NBA Finals. Chef Curry starting to cook. It's hotter than fish grease. This team in green and white hangs around. Oh, so much Steph Curry. Wild comeback here for the Celtics. Horford for the lead. Boston up by three. Thing about the Celtics, there's not one guy you can point to that had a hand in winning this ball game. The Celtics take game one of the 2022 NBA Finals. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We need a people. They what a game last night in the Bay. You were in the building. I was on the couch. And after the Celtics had a short lead at halftime, it was the third quarter Warriors. It was Poole hitting threes, Otto Porter hitting threes. Everything's going great for the Warriors. They are coasting. And then what happened, Mr. Rose? Funny what? Seven days can change. It was all good just a week ago. You're right. They did get off to a great start. But how about the Celtics in the fourth quarter? Here's something for you, David Dowling Jacoby. Boston made nine threes in that quarter alone. Oof. The Golden State Warriors made seven total field goals. They were outscored by 24 points in the fourth quarter alone. That's the most in the Steve Kerr era, including the two seasons that they didn't make the playoffs. And the thing about Boston's three-point shooting, it was equal opportunity. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Derek White, and by the way, I told you, we're going to change his name from Derek. That, that's Frank White in these playoffs. <laughs> when, when, when they brought him in and he had his baby, he started making his shots. He always competed defensively. Like, he's been a game changer. Like, the guard play, scoring the ball. Smart, White, Pritchard, scoring the ball. And then last but not least, the OG. I think he's having a birthday today. Al Horford turning yep. 36, 37. You show me his pinky finger, his his, his 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 sacrifice to the game, and he made it to the finals, Jacoby, and he was not holding back. And let me tell you what allows an older fella to have the legs in the fourth quarter besides championship-level motivation. You don't have to play D on nobody for the Warriors' front court. Mm. They wasn't scoring. Mm. Draymond, Looney, they wasn't scoring. And here's the other thing. We need to get Kaminga some minutes. Ain't nobody else going to say that. I'm going to say that. I was at the game. I know you want to slide Andre Iguodala back in to play D against Jason Tatum. And that Jason Tatum was, what, 2 or 3 for 17. But he also had 13 assists. And uh, Kaminga just going to give you some height, some cutting, some slashing. And I know he's going to make some mistakes defensively just because he's a young player. But watch for them to incorporate him because he's a guy that probably could have done a great job of contesting some of those three-point shots that the Boston Celtics were knocking down in the fourth. 
We will get to adjustments later, but now let's focus on your namesake, Jalen Brown, who you sat down with just a couple days ago. He was the one who sort of ignited this. There's so many talk about the threes, but before all those threes went in, it was Brown's aggressiveness, aggressiveness sort of sensing that maybe Tatum wasn't having a night, but he did. What do you think about Jalen's performance? Jacoby, I'm going to take you back to the essence of playing basketball. I don't care if you're at the back, in the backyard, the park, the YMCA, or the NBA Finals. When they were losing, Jalen Brown did something called continue to take the layups. You see this sometimes in like all-star games or, or like exhibitions where people just trying to do great passes and everybody want to launch threes from as far as possible. When they were losing after the first quarter, in the second quarter, he kept taking them little layups. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, that gets you back in the game. They're like body blows. Like, the Warriors came out, Steph Curry was throwing haymakers, like shooting threes early in the clock, got the offensive rebound, shot another three, knocked it down, got it on the fast break, kicked it over to Clay without looking. Clay knocks down the three in the left corner. And for Boston, it's like, whoa. But in the second quarter, Jalen Brown was the one that was grinding them offensively, keeping them in the game. And then the third quarter Warriors showed up, the 31st NBA team that I've been calling them the last four or five years. And then they beat the brakes off of the Boston Celtics. All of a sudden, the Warriors were down six. They ended up being up 14 at the end of the third. That's a 20-point swing. And then the fourth quarter happened. Yep. Now, you mentioned Jason Tatum, and while he shot really poorly, I, I haven't seen him shoot this poorly in the playoffs this entire season, he did have 13 assists. What does it say that the Celtics got this win the way they did without their best player going, with their best player going three for 17 from the field with an air ball? And you know, I could appreciate this. Jason Tatum continued to work the game, though, Jacoby. 13 assists was a career high. And when you watch those threes in the fourth quarter, it wasn't him trying to show everybody I'm the best player, this is my first NBA Finals, and I'm the go-to guy, so I'm going to take all of the shots. But at least him going three for 17 is something his barber's never done. You know what I mean? His barber has <laughs> never gone three for 17 before any game that he has to play basketball. So as long as that happens, I think they'll find a way to be okay. Let's talk about Steph Curry's evening. Um, we're all so excited for game one. The game starts, and Steph Curry is just an absolute flamethrower. First quarter, just can't miss a single thing. However, it was relatively quiet, didn't score a point in the second quarter, and the second half sort of seemed to be frustrated by the way that they were defending him. I can't wait to get Mike Tyson on the show. And you remember the clip when he was talking to T.I. about you being my little guy, and he wanted to have a show like this one? I bring that up because when he was released from prison, I was at his fight in Vegas, his first one, and he fought against Peter McNeely. And I'll never forget, soon as the fight started, Mike got up off of the bench and ran straight over to him and was just like, uh, 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 uh. And McNeely was done, right? But these, the Boston Celtics ain't going out like that. And that's what the Warriors tried to do. They had days off. And the OG, the Hall of Fame mogul, Irving Magic Johnson, said it at halftime. The Warriors look a little fatigued, almost like it's tough for them to catch their second win. So they came out and, and they punched Boston in the first quarter. But as, as I mentioned, defensively, Smart and Horford and Time Lord started to grind them back in the game. Mm. And then when you put in Derek White, he makes plays, he scores. 
Pritchard came in and made a three or so and made some plays. And then now all of a sudden, it's a, it's a, it's a lead for the Celtics at halftime. But let me also go deeper to the box score, Jacoby. You saw the formula that the Dallas Mavs had against CP3? That's what I told you they was going to try to do to Steph. See, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, Steph was launching threes and having his way. And then they said, hey, Smart, post them. Hey, Brown, post them. Hey, Tatum, post them. And you know the sneaky thing that happened before the end of the second quarter. Steph had three fouls. Steph yeah. had three fouls. Two, he got two, two right in a row, well. too. And on two questionable calls right in a row. I think that kind of got in his head a little bit. Now, it seemed like in the first quarter they didn't realize they had to cover Steph Curry when he was open from three. They sort of like did a drop coverage on pick and rolls. And Marcus Smart in the huddle was mic'd up and said something really interesting to his team. Let's listen to the defensive player of the year. This isn't the Heat series. We can't start back. You have to start up, especially if they setting it so high. You start up and drop because we're chasing. Now he goes down into the paint. They usually don't let you inside the real strategy like that, but he makes a lot of sense. He's like, this isn't the Heat series, guys. This is Steph Curry. You're going to have to step out and maybe put a hand in his face. Well, newsflash, you're exactly right. Normally, they don't let you hear inside pool or strategy because it may affect the outcome of the game one way or the other. But that was obvious. That's why they let us hear it. Like, that was obvious. Like, that's obvious. If you got two eyes, you can see that you cannot drop on Steph Curry, who had the regular season three-point shooting record, the playoff three-point shooting record, the NBA Finals three-point shooting record. And so that adjustment was huge for the Boston Celtics in slowing down Steph. Absolutely. Now, we're going to discuss your outfit later, but there is this outfit that was just just really kind of like overshadowed yours, and that was that of Jason Tatum. Like, he's known to take some chances, but this fit, you cannot wear this outfit and then shoot three for 17. I don't care how many assists you have. You cannot wear this outfit and then shoot three for 17. What do you think about it? I already told you, man, Jason Tatum and Steph Curry have been the best dressed players in this year's playoffs. And when I look at his fit, the person who was also viral for that fit probably was the top three dresser in the building last night. That fit is cold. Well, I I have to give him respect for this. If you show it again, Brandy, I will give him this. The jacket is so loud that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to wear some black pants and a white T-shirt. Like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to do too much because this jacket is so loud. And now that I look at the sneakers, you know what? I'm not mad at it either, Jalen Rose. I wouldn't wear it, but I'm not mad at it. I'm trying to tell y'all, listen to the guy that wore a red-white suit to the draft in 94, a Paisley suit to last year's draft. Look at the color on the left side. You notice... Subliminally, you saw my outfit last night. Look what you're wearing today. Look at the colors you wear today. It was inherent. You couldn't help it. Jason Tatum and I rubbed off on you, David. Okay. Jalen Rose, you hinted at something earlier, (laughs) but we're going to get into this. The Celtics were so hot in the fourth quarter, they took game one. But what do the Warriors need to do? What needs to change for the Warriors and Steve Kerr for them to win a Critical game two on their home floor. We'll get into some adjustments right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby.
coming to you live from the seaport here in New York City. Brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, Draymond Green is one of the best quotes in sports, and last night was no different. Here he is talking about the game and kind of hinting that it was a fluke. Let's listen to Draymond. They hit 21 threes, and Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and Derek White combined for 15 of them. So, those guys are good shooters, but... 15 for 23 from those guys, eh, you know, so be fine. Draymond Green says they'll be fine, but Jalen, I ask you, what adjustments do the Warriors need to make to be successful in game two? Uh, I'm going to quote the great American philosopher, Jeezy the Snowman, on Draymond's quote. You know that's family. That's my little brother. You get jammed up, don't mention my name. Now, it's one thing to talk about the threes that they made, but when you name names and suggest it was basically a fluke, that can provide a little motivation for the opponent that just beat you on your home floor and outscored you 40 to 16 in the fourth. And let me tell you a couple of different reasons why. When y'all get a chance, I'm gonna have y'all look deeper into these plays. And on four or five of these plays, Number 30 is the primary defender. Mm. That ain't an accident. Run that roll again. Please run that roll again. You got Marcus Smart making the three. You got Derek White making the three. You got Al Horford finishing at the bucket. Those are by design. And you see uh, uh, Andre Iguodala in the game. Another adjustment, get Kaminga in there. Taller, athletic. Shout to Otto Porter. Shot the basketball well. Steph Curry, Wiggins, Otto Porter, only guys that play well offensively. And one mm. more thing about an adjustment. Where's Klay Thompson? Where is Klay Thompson? Where's Klay Thompson? Where's Klay Thompson? Is, where's Klay? He, I saw him hit a couple threes. I saw him hit a couple threes. No, he, he, they had that Akon. He was locked up. He won't <laughs> let me out. Look at him. Locked up. He won't let me out. No. And... And that's the beauty I love about series, right? Because after the first game, don't the Warriors look like they gonna get swept? It's like, how, how can they beat the Celtics? Like, there's oh, yeah. no way they're gonna win the game. You know, the, the BPI was right. This is 86% <laughs> for the Boston Celtics, and it's gonna be a sweep. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling you guys, game two, Mark it down. The Warriors by 10 plus in game well, two. I agree. You can't I'm, get I'm to like a Draymond. seven game series without winning on the other home team's floor. I'm not that concerned because if you look at the offensive uh, performance of the players that you mentioned, sort of like Looney getting rebounds and Wiggins, of course, Steph had a good game, but Poole got nothing from him and he couldn't stay in front of anybody. Klay Thompson and Draymond Green just really shot poorly from the floor. I think Draymond was 2 for 12. It's not so much the strategic adjustments. They need to make some tweaks, especially in the defensive end, but those players just need to hit their shots and play better. And when it comes to adjustments, how do they get that to happen? So, Ime Udoka made great adjustments in this game, Jacoby. And Having Al Horford switch out usually and have Robert Williams III shoot the least, guard the least efficient three-point shooter that's in the corner provides mm -hmm. that rim protection. Jalen Brown sat down with me and I mentioned to you what he said. Of course you want to take away everything you can from the Warriors, but the number one thing we must take away is their layups. 
is their layups. They're number one in the playoffs, regular season, all of that, scoring right at the basket as a basketball team. The Celtics are number one defending the rim. So it's important to do that. And the Boston Celtics did a terrific job of that, taking away the layups, taking away the cuts, taking away the uncontested shots at the, at the, at the cup. So every day we do the TV show that you're watching right now, and we also do some podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. And yesterday during the podcast-exclusive, I asked you about your outfit, and here's what you had to say. I'm going to ease into the finals with the looks. Okay. Definitely showing up with a blazer you've never seen. But it's loud, though. It's a loud cut. Oh. It's a loud <laughs> oh, we're not easing into it. We're not, it doesn't sound like we're easing into it. <laughs> That, this is you easing into it, Jalen? When are we going to see my game seven? <laughs> that boy cleaner than the board of health. I really looked at myself on TV like, this is probably the cleanest I've ever been from here to go. Because <laughs> I had the frames on, too. The transition lenses killing them. I knew it was going to be cold outside, so I added the sweater. See, the sweater, sweater yeah, was the sweater, a, a I, mine yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was extra. I knew it was going to be chilly. You know what I'm saying? We outside. You see the wind blowing. You know what I'm saying? But in all honesty, you see the guy on the left, dog? That's the Hall of Fame mogul, Irvin Magic Johnson. I remember the NBA was on tape delay in the late 70s, going out and mimicking everything he did. Shoes he wore, how he walked, how he chewed his gum, how he always said thanked his mother, all of that. And for me to be on the big stage with him, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, Greedy, it's just a beautiful thing. The big stage, 20th consecutive year on television for your boy. Cover the NBA Finals. Bless well, we look forward blessing. to your outfits in Game 2 and beyond. If, if Shout you're just to Lil If you were just easing into it in Game 1, we can only imagine what you'll be wearing if it gets to 7. Now, Mr. Rose, a little non-finals news that I thought was interesting. LeBron James has been named by Forbes as the first active player to be worth a billion dollars. Now, I have some questions about this because it's something, this guy has to do with like company evaluations and stock holdings. Like these kind of things fluctuate. But congratulations to LeBron for officially being worth a billion dollars. What do you think this means for athletes moving forward? The boom in athletes being entrepreneurs, you know, starts with some of the guys that we know are all-time greats. Michael Jordan been selling shoes for 30, 40 years. And if you want to stump somebody on a trivia question, ask who's had the longest running selling shoe in the NBA? Do you oh, know you the know, answer? That's, that's me. You, you're taking this from me. Chuck Taylor. Correct. Chuck Taylor. Correct. That's me. There you go. That's a David Jacobyism. Okay. Yeah. So, Jacoby, I got to tell you something else you'll love. And shout out to Lil Boosie who tweeted about the outfit and Conway the Machine also. The thing I love about LeBron is he's always been responsible for the public fit, to be a public figure. Like, to be a celebrity for so long. Like, just look at how I've progressed since the world got introduced to me in 1991. Right? From the guy that like, oh, who want to go to Europe? It ain't Detroit. Ball head, bad skin, bad teeth. And then you continue to grow. Like LeBron was so very mature beyond his years on and off the floor. And I, and when you get a chance to see somebody be a father, a son for public consumption, a husband, and also following the footsteps of the all-time greats and champions on the floor, it's extremely impressive. And the other thing he's learned to do that I like, master and manipulate the media. 
Did they just find out this on game one? Yep, the day game NBA one finals? just happened to come okay, out they said on it yesterday yeah. or yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened, okay. just, just happened to come out on, on game day. Right. I, that, that crossed my mind, too. Just happened to come out. And also, like, I have some questions about the math. You know what I mean? Because I don't even know how much money I got. How does LeBron even know? How do they know how much money LeBron got? <laughs> Stocks go up and down. You know what I mean? Company valuations go up and down. He got like, it. like if, if, I wouldn't want that kind he of business out there in the streets if I was LeBron James. But congratulations to LeBron. He is, is a role model in many ways. For but sure. in the business sense, no he certainly is a role Game model changer. as well. And someone that we brought up earlier, Mr. Irving Magic Johnson, is also another player who sort of paved the way for the LeBron generation. Hopefully LeBron does the same for others in the business sense. We will. I, absolutely. Give- Isaiah Thomas, Vinny Johnson, the list goes on and on of great entrepreneurs that are former athletes and politicians. Shout to George Foreman in the grill. Jalen. When we come back, we'll give our predictions for Game 2. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, NBA Finals are going on, but we're not going to have a single show without recognizing another day that Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. We at Jalen and Jacoby... Wish Brittany Griner a safe, speedy recovery home. And while you talking about my viral outfit, I was also rocking a We Are BG pin on my lapel. Dope. Jalen, it's time. Our next show will be after game two on Monday. What are your predictions for game two after that barrage of threes in the fourth quarter of game one? Warriors in the points. Take them right now. Take that, take that, take that. Where's, let me text Puff. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Only four? Oh, yeah, <laughs> playing at home, game two, yes. They're going to respond. Pula play better, Clay play better. Draymond yep. won't only make two field goals, so they'll play a lot better. I feel the same way. I'm not going to call it a must win, but it's a critical win for the Warriors, and I believe they will get it. We'll see you Monday, ESPN2, at 4 p.m. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are far too kind.